Book Eleven of Paradise Lost, Second Edition by John Milton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Book Eleven: The Argument. The Son of God presents to His Father the prayers of our first parents now repenting, and intercedes for them. God accepts them, but declares that they must no longer abide in paradise. Sends Michael with a band of cherubim to dispossess them but first to reveal to Adam future things. Michael's coming down. Adam shows to Eve certain ominous signs. He discerns Michael's approach, goes out to meet him. The angel denounces their departure. Eve's lamentation. Adam pleads, but submits. The angel leads him up to a high hill, sets before him in a vision what shall happen till the flood. Thus they in lowliest plight repentant stood praying, for from the mercy seat above prevenient grace descending had removed the stony from their hearts, and made new flesh regenerate grow instead, that sighs now breathed unutterable, which the spirit of prayer inspired, and winged for heaven with speedier flight than loudest oratory. Yet their port not of mean suitors, nor important lest seemed their petition, than when the ancient pair in fables old, less ancient yet than these, Deucalion and chaste Pyrrha, to restore the race of mankind drowned, before the shrine of Timus stood devout. To heaven the prayers flew up, nor missed the way by envious winds blown vagabond or frustrate. In they passed, dimensionless through heavenly doors. Then, clad with incense where the golden altar fumed by their great intercessor, came in sight before the Father's throne. Them the glad son presenting, thus to intercede began. See, Father, what first fruits on earth are sprung from thy implanted grace in man, these sighs and prayers, which in this golden censer mixed with incense I thy priest before thee bring, fruits of more pleasing savour from thy seed, sown with contrition in his heart than those which his own hand manuring all the trees of paradise could have produced ere fallen from innocence now therefore bend thine ear to supplication hear his sighs though mute unskilful with what words to pray let me interpret for him me his advocate and propitiation all his works on me good or not good engraft my merit those shall perfect and for these my death shall pay. Accept me, and in me from these receive the smell of peace toward mankind. Let him live before thee reconciled, at least his days, numbered though sad, till death, his doom, which I to mitigate thus plead, not to reverse, to better life shall yield him, where with me all my redeemed may dwell in joy and bliss made one with me as I with thee am one. To whom the Father, without cloud, serene, all thy request for man, accepted son, obtain. All thy request was my decree, but longer in that paradise to dwell the law I gave to nature him forbids. Those pure immortal elements that know no gross, no unharmonious mixture foul, eject him, tainted now, and purge him off as a distemper, gross to air as gross, and mortal food, as may dispose him best for dissolution wrought by sin, 
that first distempered all things, and of incorrupt corrupted. I at first with two fair gifts created him endowed, with happiness and immortality. That fondly lost, this other served but to eternize woe, till I provided death. So death becomes his final remedy, and after life tried in sharp tribulation, and refined by faith and faithful works to second life, waked in the renovation of the just, resigns him up with heaven and earth renewed. But let us call to synod all the blessed through heaven's wide bounds. From them I will not hide my judgments, how with mankind I proceed, as how with peccant angels late they saw, and in their state, though firm, stood more confirmed. He ended, and the sun gave signal high to the bright minister that watched. He blew his trumpet, heard in Oreb since, perhaps, when God descended, and perhaps once more to sound a general doom. The angelic blast filled all the regions, from their blissful bowers of amaranthine shade, fountain or spring by the waters of life, where'er they sate in fellowships of joy, the sons of light hasted, resorting to the summons high, and took their seats, till from his throne supreme, the Almighty thus pronounced his sovereign will. O sons, like one of us man is become, to know both good and evil, since his taste of that defended fruit. But let him boast his knowledge of good lost and evil got. Happier had it sufficed him to have known good by itself, and evil not at all. He sorrows now, repents, and prays contrite my motions in him. Longer than they move, his heart I know, how variable and vain self-left. Lest therefore his now bolder hand reach also to the tree of life, and eat, and live for ever, dream at least to live for ever, to remove him I decree, and send him from the garden forth, to till the ground whence he was taken, fitter soil. Michael, this my behest have thou in charge. Take to thee from among the cherubim thy choice of flaming warriors, lest the fiend, or in behalf of man, or to invade vacant possession, some new trouble raise. Haste thee, and from the paradise of God, without remorse, drive out the sinful pair, from hallowed ground, unholy, and denounce to them and to their progeny, from thence perpetual banishment. Yet lest they faint at the sad sentence, rigorously urged, for I behold them softened, and with tears bewailing their excess, all terror hide. If patiently thy bidding they obey, dismiss them not disconsolate. Reveal to Adam what shall come in future days, as I shall thee enlighten. Intermix my covenant in the woman's seed renewed, so send them forth, though sorrowing yet in peace. And on the east side of the garden, place where entrance up from Eden easiest climbs, cherubic watch, and of a sword the flame wide-waving, all approach far off to fright, and guard all passage to the tree of life. Lest paradise a receptacle prove to spirits foul, and all my trees the prey, with whose stolen fruit man once more to delude. He ceased, and the archangelic power prepared for swift descent. With him the cohort bright of watchful cherubim. 
Four faces each had, like a double Janus, all the shapes spangled, with eyes more numerous than those of Argus, and more wakeful than to drowse, charmed with Arcadian pipe, the pastoral reed of Hermes, or his opiate rod. Meanwhile, to resolute the world with sacred light, Lucophia waked, and with fresh dews embalmed the earth, when Adam and first matron Eve had ended now their orisons, and found strength added from above, new hope to spring out of despair, joy, but with fear yet linked, which thus to Eve his welcome words renewed. Eve, easily may faith admit that all the good which we enjoy from heaven descends, but that from us aught should ascend to heaven so prevalent as to concern the mind of God high blessed, or to incline his will, hard to belief may seem, yet this will prayer, or one short sigh of human breath, upborne even to the seat of God. For since I sought by prayer the offended deity to appease, kneeled and before him humbled all my heart, methought I saw him placable and mild, bending his ear. Persuasion in me grew that I was heard with favour. Peace returned home to my breast, and to my memory his promise that thy seed shall bruise our foe, which then not minded in dismay, yet now assures me that the bitterness of death is past, and we shall live. Whence hail to thee, Eve, rightly called mother of all mankind, mother of all things living, since by thee man is to live, and all things live for man. To whom thus Eve, with sad demeanour, meek, Ill-worthy I such title should belong to me, Transgressor, who for thee ordained a help became thy snare. To me reproach rather belongs, distrust and all dispraise, But infinite in pardon was my judge, that I, who first brought death on all, embraced the source of life, next favourable thou, who highly thus to entitle me vouchsafed, far other name deserving. But the field to labour calls us now with sweat imposed, though after sleepless night, for see, the morn, all unconcerned with our unrest, begins her rosy progress, smiling. Let us forth, I never from thy side henceforth to stray, Where'er our day's work lies, though now enjoined laborious, Till day droop. While here we dwell, what can be toilsome in these pleasant walks? Here let us live, though in fallen state content. So spake, so wished, much humbled Eve. But fate subscribed not. Nature first gave signs, impressed on bird, beast, air, air suddenly eclipsed after short blush of morn, nigh in her sight the bird of Jove, stooped from his airy tower, two birds of gayest plume before him drove. Down from a hill the beast that reigns in woods, first hunter then, pursued a gentle brace, goodliest of all the forest, heart and hind. Direct to beastern gate was bent their flight. Adam observed, and with his eye the chase pursuing, not unmoved, to Eve thus spake. 
Oh, Eve, some further change awaits us nigh, Which heaven by these mute signs in nature shows For runners of his purpose, Or to warn us, haply too secure Of our discharge from penalty, Because from death released some days. How long, and what till then our life, Who knows? Or more than this, that we are dust, And thither must return and be no more. Why else this double object in our sight of flight pursued in there, and o'er the ground, one way the selfsame hour? Why in the east darkness, ere day's mid-course, and morning light more orient in yon western cloud that draws o'er the blue firmament a radiant white, and slow descends with something heavenly fraught? He erred not, for by this the heavenly bands down from a sky of jasper lighted now in paradise and on a hill made alt a glorious apparition had not doubt and carnal fear that day dimmed adam's eye not that more glorious when the angels met jacob in mahanaim where he saw the field pavilioned with his guardians bright nor that which on the flaming mount appeared in dothan covered with a camp of fire against the Syrian king, who, to surprise one man, assassin-like, had levied war, war unproclaimed. The princely hierarch in the bright stand there left his powers to seize possession of the garden. He alone, to find where Adam sheltered, took his way, not unperceived of Adam, who to Eve, while the great visitant approached, thus spake. Eve, now expect great tidings, which perhaps of us will soon determine, or impose new laws to be observed. For I descry from yonder blazing cloud that veils the hill, one of the heavenly host, and by his gate none of the meanest, some great potentate, or the thrones above, such majesty invests him coming, yet not terrible that I should fear, nor sociably mild as Raphael that I should much confide, but solemn and sublime, whom not to offend with reverence i must meet and thou retire he ended and the archangel soon drew nigh not in his shape celestial but as man clad to meet man over his lucid arms a military vest of purple flowed livelier than melibean or the grain of sara worn by kings and heroes old in time of truce iris had dipped the wolf his starry helm unbuckled showed him prime in manhood where youth ended. By his side, as in a glistering zodiac, hung the sword, Satan's dire dread, and in his hand the spear. Adam bowed low. He, kingly, from his state inclined not, but his coming thus declared. Adam, heaven's high behest no preface needs. Sufficient that thy prayers are heard, and death, then due by sentence, when thou didst transgress, defeated of his seizure many days given thee of grace, wherein thou mayst repent, and one bad act with many deeds well done mayst cover. Well may then thy Lord appeased redeem thee quite from death's rapacious claims, but longer in this paradise to dwell permits not. To remove thee I am come, and send thee from the garden forth, to till the ground whence thou wast taken, fitter soil. He added not, for Adam, at the news, heart struck with chilling gripe of sorrow stood, that all his senses bound. Eve, 
who unseen yet all had heard with audible lament discovered soon the place of her retire oh unexpected stroke worse than of death must i thus leave thee paradise thus leave thee native soil these happy walks and shades fit haunt of gods where i had hoped to spend quiet though sad the respite of that day that must be mortal to us both o oh, flowers that never will in other climate grow my early visitation and my last at even which i bred up with tender hand from the first opening bud and gave ye names who now shall rear ye to the sun or rank your tribes and water from the ambrosial fount thee lastly nuptial bower by me adorned with what to sight or smell was sweet from thee how shall i part and whither wander down into a lower world to this obscure and wild how shall we breathe in other air less pure accustomed to immortal fruits whom thus the angel interrupted mild lament not eve but patiently resign what justly thou hast lost nor set thy heart thus overfond on that which is not thine thy going is not lonely with thee goes thy husband him to follow thou art bound where he abides think there thy native soil adam by this from the cold sudden damp recovering and his scattered spirits returned to michael thus his humble words addressed celestial whether among the thrones or named of them the highest or such of shape may seem prince above princes gently hast thou told thy message which might else in telling wound and in performing end us what besides of sorrow and dejection and despair our frailty can sustain thy tidings bring departure from this happy place our sweet recess and only consolation left familiar to our eyes all places else inhospitable appear and desolate nor knowing us nor known and if by prayer incessant i could hope to change the will of him who all things can i would not cease to weary him with my assiduous cries but prayer against his absolute decree no more avails than breath against the wind blown stifling back on him that breathes it forth therefore to his great bidding i submit this most afflicts me that departing hence as from his face i shall be hid deprived his blessed countenance here i could frequent with worship place by place where he vouchsafed presence divine and to my sons relate on this mount he appeared under this tree stood visible among these pines his voice i heard here with him at this fountain talked so many grateful altars i would rear of grassy turf and pile up every stone of lustre from the brook in memory or monument to ages and thereon offer sweet-smelling gums and fruits and flowers in yonder nether world where shall i seek his bright appearances or footstep trace for though i fled him angry yet recalled to life prolonged and promised race i now gladly behold though but his utmost skirts of glory and far off his steps adore to whom thus michael with regard benign adam thou knowst heaven is and all the earth 
not this rock only. His omnipresence fills land, sea, and air, and every kind that lives, fomented by his virtual power and warmed. All earth he gave thee to possess and rule, no despicable gift. Surmise not then his presence to these narrow bounds confined of paradise or Eden. This had been perhaps thy capital seat, from whence had spread all generations, and had hither come from all the ends of the earth to celebrate and reverence thee, the great progenitor. But this preeminence thou hast lost, brought down to dwell on even ground now with thy sons. Yet doubt not, but in valley and in plain God is, as here, and will be found alike present, and of his presence many a sign still following thee, still compassing thee round with goodness and paternal love his face express, and of his steps the track divine, which that thou mayst believe and be confirmed, ere thou from hence depart, know I am sent to show thee what shall come in future days to thee and to thy offspring. Good with bad expect to hear, supernal grace contending with sinfulness of men, thereby to learn true patience, and to temper joy with fear and pious sorrow equally inured by moderation either state to bear prosperous or adverse so shalt thou lead safest thy life and best prepared endure thy mortal passage when it comes ascend this hill let eve for i have drenched her eyes here sleep below while thou to foresight wakest as once thou slept while she to life was formed to whom thus adam gratefully replied Ascend, I follow thee, safe guide, the path thou leadst me, and to the hand of heaven submit, however chastening. To the evil turn my obvious breast, arming to overcome by suffering, and earn rest from labor won, if so I may attain. So both ascend in the visions of God. It was a hill of paradise the highest, from whose top, the hemisphere of earth in clearest ken stretched out to amplest reach of prospect lay. Not higher that hill, nor wider looking round, whereon, for different cause, the tempter set our second Adam in the wilderness to show him all earth's kingdoms and the glory. His eye might there command wherever stood city of old or modern fame, the seat of mightiest empire, from the destined walls of Cambalu seat of Cathayan Can, and Samarkand by Oxus, Timir's throne, to Paquin of Sinian kings, and thence to Agra and Lahore of great Mogul, down to the golden Chersonese, or where the Persian and Atbatan sate, or since in Hispahan, or where the Russian Tsar in Moscow, or the Sultan in Byzance, Turkestan born. Nor could his eye not ken the empire of Negus, to his utmost porter Coco, and the less maritime kings, Mombaza and Quiloa and Melind, and Sofala thought Ophir, to the realm of Congo, and Angola farthest south, or thence from Niger flood to Atlas Mount, the kingdoms of Almansor, Fez and Sus, Morocco and Algiers and Tremison. On Europe thence, and where Rome was to sway the world, in spirit, perhaps, he also saw rich Mexico, the seat of Montezuma, 
and Cusco in Peru, the richer seat of Atabalapa, and yet unspoiled Guiana, whose great city Garion's sons call El Dorado. But to nobler sights Michael from Adam's eyes the film removed, which that false fruit that promised clearer sight had bred. Then purged with euphrasy and rue the visual nerve, for he had much to see. And from the well of life three drops instilled, so deep the power of these ingredients pierced, even to the inmost seat of mental sight, that Adam, now enforced to close his eyes, sunk down, and all his spirits became entranced. But him the gentle angel by the hand soon raised, and his attention thus recalled. Adam, now ope thine eyes, and first behold the effects which thy original crime hath wrought in some to spring from thee, who never touched the accepted tree, nor with the snake conspired, nor sinned thy sin, yet from that sin derived corruption to bring forth more violent deeds. His eyes he opened, and beheld a field, part arable and tilth, whereon were sheaves new reaped the other part sheep-walks and folds. It midst an altar, as the landmark stood, rustic of grassy sword. Thither anon a sweaty reaper from his tillage brought first fruits, the green ear and the yellow sheaf, unculled as came to hand. A shepherd next, more meek, came with the firstlings of his flock, choicest and best. Then sacrificing, laid the innards and their fat with incense strewed on the cleft wood, and all due rites performed. His offering soon propitious fire from heaven consumed with nimble glance and grateful steam, the others not, for his was not sincere, whereat he inly raged, and as they talked, smote him into the midriff with a stone that beat out life. He fell and deadly pale groaned out his soul with gushing blood effused. Much at that sight was Adam in his heart dismayed, and thus in haste to the angel cried, O oh, teacher, some great mischief had befallen to that meek man who well had sacrificed. Is piety thus and pure devotion paid? To Michael thus he also moved, replied, These two are brethren, Adam, and to come out of thy loins. Than just the just hath slain, for envy that his brother's offering found from heaven acceptance, but the bloody fact will be avenged, and the other's faith approved to lose no reward, though here thou see him die, rolling in dust and gore. To which our sire, alas, both for the deed and for the cause. But have I now seen death? Is this the way I must return to native dust? O oh, sight of terror, foul and ugly to behold! Horrid to think! How horrible to feel! To whom thus Michael, Death thou hast seen in his first shape on man, But many shapes of death and many are the ways That lead to his grim cave, all dismal, Yet to sense more terrible at entrance than within. Some, as thou saw'st, by violent stroke shall die, By fire, flood, famine, By intemperance more in meats and drinks, Which on the earth shall bring diseases dire, 
of which a monstrous crew before thee shall appear, that thou mayst know what misery the abstinence of Eve shall bring on men. Immediately a place before his eyes appeared, sad, noisome, dark, a lazar-house it seemed, wherein were laid numbers of all diseased, all maladies of ghastly spasm or racking torture, qualms of heart-sick agony, all feverous kinds, convulsions, epilepsies, fierce catars, intestine stone and ulcer, colic pangs, dropsies and asthmas and joint-racking rheums. Dire was the tossing, deep the groans, despair tended the sick, busiest from couch to couch, and over them, triumphant, death his dart shook, but delayed to strike though oft invoked with vows as their chief good and final hope, sight so deform, what heart of rock could long dry-eyed behold? Adam could not, but wept, though not of woman born. Compassion quelled his best of man, and gave him up to tears a space, till firmer thoughts restrained excess, and, scarce recovering words, his plaint renewed. O oh, miserable mankind, to what fall degraded, to what wretched state reserved! Better end here unborn. Why is life given to be thus wrested from us? Rather, why obtruded on us thus, who, if we knew what we receive, would either not accept life offered, or soon beg to lay it down, glad to be so dismissed in peace? Can thus the image of God in man created once so goodly and erect, though faulty since, to such unsightly sufferings be debased under inhuman pains? Why should not man, retaining still divine similitude in part, from such deformities be free, and for his Maker's image sake exempt? The Maker's image, answered Michael, then forsook them when themselves they vilified to serve ungoverned appetite and took his image whom they served a brutish vice inductive mainly to the sin of eve therefore so abject is their punishment disfiguring not god's likeness but their own or if his likeness by themselves defaced while they pervert pure nature's healthful rules to loathsome sickness, worthily, since they God's image did not reverence in themselves. I yield it just, said Adam, and submit. But is there yet no other way besides these painful passages how we may come to death and mix with our connatural dust? There is, said Michael, if thou well observe the rule of not too much, by temperance taught, in what thou eatst and drinkst, seeking from thence due nourishment, not gluttonous delight, till many years over thy head return. So mayst thou live till like ripe fruit thou drop into thy mother's lap, or be with ease gathered, not harshly plucked, for death mature. This is old age. But then thou must outlive thy youth, thy strength, thy beauty, which will change to withered, weak, and gray, thy senses then obtuse, 
all taste of pleasure must forgo to what thou hast and for the air of youth hopeful and cheerful in thy blood will reign a melancholy damp of cold and dry to weigh thy spirits down and last consume the balm of life to whom our ancestor henceforth i fly not death nor would prolong life much bent rather how i may be quit fairest and easiest of this cumbrous charge which i must keep till my appointed day of rendering up michael to him replied nor love thy life nor hate but what thou livest live well how long or short permit to heaven and now prepare thee for another sight he looked and saw a spacious plain whereon were tents of various hue by some were herds of cattle grazing others whence the sound of instruments that made melodious chime was heard of harp and organ and who moved the stops and cords was seen his volant touch instinct through all proportions low and high fled and pursued transverse the resonant fugue in other part stood one who at the forge laboring two massy clods of iron and brass had melted whether found where casual fire had wasted woods on mountain or in vale down to the veins of earth thence gliding hot to some cave's mouth or whether washed by stream from underground the liquid ore he drained into fit moulds prepared from which he formed first his own tools then what might else be wrought fusel or graven in metal after these but on the heather side a different sort from the high neighbouring hills which was the seat down to the plain descended by the guise just men they seemed and all their study bent to worship god aright and know his works not hid nor those things lost which might preserve freedom and peace to men they on the plain long had not walked when from the tents behold a bevy of fair women richly gay in gems and wanton dress to the harp they sung soft amorous ditties and in dance came on the men though grave eyed them and let their eyes rove without rain till in the amorous net fast caught they liked and each his liking chose and now of love they treat till the evening star love's harbinger appeared then all in heat they light the nuptial torch and bid invoke hymen then first to marriage rites invoked with feast and music all the tents resound such happy interview and fair event of love and youth not lost songs garlands flowers and charming symphonies attached the heart of adam soon inclined to admit delight the bent of nature which he thus expressed true opener of mine eyes prime angel blessed much better seems this vision and more hope of peaceful days portends than those two past those were of hate and death or pain much worse here nature seems fulfilled in all her ends to whom thus michael judge not what is best by pleasure though to nature seeming meet created as thou art to nobler end holy and pure conformity divine those tents thou sawst so pleasant were the tents of wickedness 
wherein shall dwell his race who slew his brother. Studious they appear of arts that polish life, inventors rare, unmindful of their maker, though his spirit taught them, but they his gifts acknowledged none. Yet they a beauteous offspring shall beget, for that fair female troop thou sawest that seemed of goddesses, so blithe, so smooth, so gay, yet empty of all good, wherein consists woman's domestic honour and chief praise, bred only and completed to the taste of lustful appetence, to sing, to dance, to dress, and troll the tongue, and roll the eye. To these, that sober race of men whose lives religious titled them the sons of God, shall yield up all their virtue, all their fame ignobly to the trains and to the smiles of these fair atheists, and now swim in joy, ere long to swim at large, and laugh, for which the world ere long a world of tears must weep. To whom thus Adam a short joy bereft, O oh, pity and shame that they who to live well entered so fair, should turn aside to tread paths indirect, or in the midway faint. But still I see the tenor of man's woe holds on the same, from woman to begin. From man's effeminate slackness it begins, said the angel, who should better hold his place by wisdom and superior gifts received. But now prepare thee for another scene. He looked and saw wide territory spread before him, towns and rural works between, cities of men with lofty gates and towers, concourse in arms, fierce faces threatening war, giants of mighty bone and bold emprise, part wield their arms, part curb the foaming steed, single or in array of battle ranged, both horse and foot, nor idly mustering stood, one way a band select, from forage drives a herd of beeves, fair oxen and fair kine from a fat meadow ground, or fleecy flock, ewes and their bleating lambs over the plain, their booty. Scarce with life the shepherds fly, but call in aid which tax a bloody fray. With cruel tournament the squadrons join, where cattle pastured late, now scattered lies with carcasses and arms than sanguine field deserted. Others, to a city strongly siege encamped, by battery, scale, and mine assaulting. Others from the wall defend with dart and javelin, stones and sulphurous fire. On each hand slaughter and gigantic deeds. In other part the sceptred heralds call to council in the city gates. Anon grey-headed men in grave, with warriors mixed, assemble, and harangues are heard, but soon in factious opposition, till at last, of middle age one rising, eminent in wise deport, spake much of right and wrong, of justice, of religion, truth and peace, and judgment from above. Him, old and young, exploded, and had seized with violent hands, had not a cloud descending, snatched him thence unseen amid the throng. So violence proceeded, and oppression, and sword law, through all the plain, and refuge none was found. Adam was all in tears, and to his guide lamenting turned full sad. Oh, what are these? Death's ministers, not men. 
who thus deal death inhumanly to men and multiply ten thousand fold the sin of him who slew his brother for of whom such massacre make they but of their brethren men of men but who was that just man whom had not heaven rescued had in his righteousness been lost to whom thus michael these are the product of those ill-mated marriages thou sawest where good with bad were matched who of themselves abhor to join and by imprudence mixed produce prodigious births of body or mind such were these giants men of high renown for in those days might only shall be admired and valour and heroic virtue called to overcome in battle and subdue nations and bring home spoils with infinite manslaughter shall be held the highest pitch of human glory and for glory done of triumph to be styled great conquerors patrons of mankind gods and sons of gods destroyers rightly are called and plagues of men thus fame shall be achieved renown on earth and what most merits fame in silence hid but he the seventh from thee whom thou beheldst the only righteous in a world perverse and therefore hated therefore so beset with foes for daring single to be just and utter odious truth that god would come to judge them with his saints him the most high wrapped in a balmy cloud with winged steeds did as thou sawst receive to walk with god high in salvation and the climes of bliss exempt from death to show thee what reward awaits the good the rest what punishment which now direct thine eyes and soon behold he looked and saw the face of things quite change the brazen throat of war had ceased to roar all now was turned to jollity and game to luxury and riot feast and dance marrying or prostituting as befell rape or adultery where passing fair allured them thence from cups to civil broils at length a reverend sire among them came and of their doings great dislike declared and testified against their ways he oft frequented their assemblies where so met triumphs or festivals and to them preached conversion and repentance as to souls in prison under judgments imminent but all in vain which when he saw he ceased contending and removed his tents far off then from the mountain hewing timber tall began to build a vessel of huge bulk measured by cubit length and breadth and height smeared round with pitch and in the side a door contrived and of provisions laid in large for man and beast when lo a wonder strange of every beast and bird and insect small came sevens and pairs and entered in as taught their order last the sire and his three sons with their four wives and god made fast the door meanwhile the south wind rose and with black wings wide hovering all the clouds together drove from under heaven the hills to their supply vapour and exhalation dusk and moist sent up amain and now the thickened sky like a dark ceiling stood down rushed the rain impetuous and continued till the earth no more was seen the floating vessel swam uplifted and secure with beaked prow rode tilting o'er the waves 
all dwellings else flood overwhelmed and them with all their pomp deep under water rolled sea covered sea sea without shore and in their palaces where luxury late reigned sea monsters whelped and stapled of mankind so numerous late all left in one small bottom swum embarked how didst thou grieve then adam to behold the end of all thy offspring end so sad depopulation thee another flood of tears and sorrow of flood thee also drowned and sunk thee as thy sons till gently reared by the angel on thy feet thou stoodst at last though comfortless as when a father mourns his children all in view destroyed at once and scarce to the angel utteredst thus thy plaint o oh, visions ill foreseen better had i lived ignorant of future so had borne my part of evil only each day's lot enough to bear those now that were dispensed the burden of many ages on me light at once by my foreknowledge gaining birth abortive to torment me ere their being with thought that they must be let no man seek henceforth to be foretold what shall befall him or his children evil he may be sure which neither his foreknowing can prevent and he the future evil shall no less in apprehension than in substance feel grievous to bear but that care now is past man is not whom to warn those few escaped famine and anguish would at last consume wandering that watery desert i had hoped when violence was ceased and war on earth all would have then gone well peace would have crowned with length of happy days the race of man but i was far deceived for now i see peace to corrupt no less than war to waste how comes it thus unfold celestial guide and whether here the race of man will end to whom thus michael those whom last thou sawst in triumph and luxurious wealth are they first seen in acts of prowess eminent and great exploits but of true virtue void who having spilt much blood and done much waste subduing nations and achieved thereby fame in the world high titles and rich prey shall change their course to pleasure ease and sloth surfeit and lust till wantonness and pride raise out of friendship hostile deeds in peace the conquered also and enslaved by war shall with their freedom lost all virtue lose and fear of god from whom their piety feigned in sharp contest of battle found no aid against invaders therefore cooled in zeal thenceforth shall practise how to live secure worldly or to salute on what their lords shall leave them to enjoy for thirth shall bear more than enough that temperance may be tried so all shall turn degenerate all depraved justice and temperance truth and faith forgot one man except the only son of light in a dark age against example good against allurement custom and a world offended fearless of reproach and scorn or violence he of their wicked ways shall them admonish and before them set the paths of righteousness 
how much more safe and full of peace, denouncing wrath to come on their impenitence, and shall return of them derided, but of God observed, the one just man alive. By his command shall build a wondrous ark as thou beheldst, to save himself and household from amidst a world devote to universal wrath. No sooner he with them of man and beast select for life shall in the ark be lodged and sheltered round, that all the cataracts of heaven set open on the earth shall pour rain day and night. All fountains of the deep broke up shall heave the ocean to usurp beyond all bounds, till inundation rise above the highest hills. Then shall this mount of paradise by might of waves be moved out of his place, pushed by the horned flood with all his verdure spoiled and trees adrift down the great river to the opening gulf, and there take root an island salt and bare, the haunt of seals and orcs and sea-mews clang, to teach thee that God attributes to place no sanctity if none be thither brought by men who there frequent or therein dwell. And now what further shall ensue, behold. He looked, and saw the ark hull on the flood, which now abated, for the clouds were fled, driven by a keen north wind, that blowing dry wrinkled the face of deluge as decayed. And the clear sun on his wide watery glass gazed hot, and of the fresh wave largely drew as after thirst, which made their flowing shrink from standing lake to dripping air, that stole with soft foot towards the deep, who now had stopped his sluices, as the heaven his window shut. The ark no more now floats, but seems on ground, fast on the top of some high mountain fixed. And now the tops of hills as rocks appear, with clamour thence the rapid currents drive towards the retreating sea their furious tide. Forthwith, from out the ark a raven flies, and after him, the surer messenger, a dove, sent forth once and again to spy green tree or ground whereon his foot may light. The second time returning, in his bill an olive leaf he brings, pacific sign. Anon dry ground appears, and from his ark the ancient sire descends with all his train. Then, with uplifted hands and eyes devout, grateful to heaven, over his head beholds a dewy cloud, and in the cloud a bow conspicuous with three lifted colours gay, betokening peace from God and covenant new. Whereat the heart of Adam erst so sad, greatly rejoiced, and thus his joy broke forth. O oh, thou that future things canst represent as present, heavenly instructor, I revive at this last sight, assured that man shall live with all the creatures and their seed preserve. Far less I now lament for one whole world of wicked sons destroyed, than I rejoice for one man found so perfect and so just, that God vouchsafes to raise another world from him, and all his anger to forget. But say, what mean those coloured streaks in heaven, distended as the brow of God appeased, or serve they as a flowery verge to bind the fluid skirts of that same watery cloud, 
lest it dissolve and shower the earth? To whom the archangel, dexterously thou aimst, so willingly doth God remit his ire, though late repenting him of man depraved, grieved at his heart, when looking down he saw the whole earth filled with violence, and all flesh corrupting each their way, yet those removed, such grace shall one just man find in his sight, that he relents not to blot out mankind, and makes a covenant never to destroy the earth again by flood, nor let the sea surpass his bounds, nor rain to drown the world with man therein or beast. But when he brings over the earth a cloud, will therein set his triple-coloured bow, whereon to look and call to mind his covenant. Day and night, seed-time and harvest, heat and hoary frost, shall hold their course, till fire purge all things new, both heaven and earth, wherein the just shall dwell. Notes. Line 484, after this line, 1674, adds, Demoniac frenzy, moping melancholy and moonstruck madness, pining atrophy, marasmus and wide-wasting pestilence. Line 548, of rendering up and patiently attend my dissolution. Michael replied, 1674. Line 647, tax, makes, 1674. Line 866, that, who, 1674. The end of the 11th book. Recording by Thomas Copeland.